0: The Utes land a monumental recruit and a top transfer in the span of just two days. We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes.
1: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. Would appreciate you guys subscribing to our show. We're nearing the 700 mark with each episode, and we can't thank you guys enough for your support. We'll also love to get a follow from you guys on Twitter, at JTWisterCell, or at Locked On Utes, our channel. Feel free to hit us up on any of those social channels. We love interacting with you guys. And you know what else we love interacting with is Cole Bagley of Fan Nation All Utes. Cole, appreciate you coming on and joining us for this one. and. Man, when you win a Pac-12 championship game last week, it's like, how does life get any better than this? And then you get a four-star offensive tackle who his final four were Michigan, Oregon, and Clemson, all perception-wise, usually have, get the better recruits are in those situations to land those kind of guys offensive linemen top players usually go to those schools and instead this is what's been the trend recently utah is able to steal these kind of guys away and able to keep them well number one for spencer fano in state he's just a phenomenal offensive lineman a monumental get but just another top recruit that chose to come to utah over some of the better schools we know that utah was able to lure clark phillips over ohio state last year we know a hard jim harbaugh specifically wanted lander barton shout lander barton by the way freshman defensive player of the year for the pac-12 conference and utah was able to lure him into so this is becoming a trend and I think it's just outstanding it just speaks to what a great position this program is in that they're not only able to win Pac-12 championship games but able to add these recruits that should allow them chances to repeat for years to come
1: yeah I mean I think there needs to be a lot of gratitude for guys like Barton who um I think we're still, you know, kind of setting that narrative of you don't have to go out of the state of Utah to play high-level football and to be successful, right? Um, You know, he's a guy that's really um, setting that standard of you can stay here, you can play immediately, and you can have success. You can win trophies. You can play on the national stage. uh, You can play right away. You know, to me, that's the biggest thing um, is why you know you're seeing kids who you know at their at these big you know, live stream speaking moments where they've got hats of you know, Clemson and, and Oregon and Michigan whatever whatever schools they may be Utah is now in that conversation and and keeping these kids um, and stealing them away from from uh, other states because Utah is is right there you know they're they're continuing to grow they're still on that ladder right I mean for me how I looked at it is you know they have really they have really um stepped up that ladder of success you join the Pac-12 you're in there for a couple years a couple down years you know but then you step back up you go to a couple Pac-12 championships you lose them you learn how to win you win back to back you go to the Rose Bowl last year you now have a shot at redemption they're 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 climbing the ladder and for me if they can win this Rose Bowl We're going to continue to see more, you know, more guys like um, Spencer, more guys like Lander um, staying in Utah. And we're going to start seeing those guys coming from other places. I believe we already are in in, in some situations. So the program is just Whittingham is finally seeing the fruits of his labor pay off. They've, they've continued to climb the ladder. And as you can see, Each time you go up a step in the ladder, the recruiting gets that much better, you know, and and the transfer portal gets that much better. You're no longer getting, you know, you're no longer getting guys that aren't really players at other Power 5 programs. You're some of the best Mm -hmm. players from Power 5 programs who are saying, you know what, this isn't, you know, this ain't the play anymore. This place is headed down. Utah's headed up. I'm leaving. I'm going to Utah. So, you know the the culture has been there the culture's always been there now they've just added the, the hardware to it and it's it's a match made in heaven really
0: It really is a match made in heaven. I'll speak specifically for Fano. I think he is a phenomenal player. I'm lucky enough to call high school games out here in Utah, and I was able to see him a couple times this season. And you can see why he's one of the top 60 players in his class. I believe 24-7 called him their top offensive lineman in the West region. And he's just a fantastic player when you talk about his footwork, his strength, that athleticism, something you don't see. Look, I don't think he's necessarily going to come in and be a day one starter. I think it's hard to do for offensive linemen. But I'll say this. I also wouldn't be absolutely stunned because I do believe in his talent. Not that much that I think if he really comes in right away, maybe he'll be an early spring enrollee. We don't know that yet, but if he comes in and do that, maybe there was a path for him in the first year. Who knows in that regard, but either way, he's going to be a monster for this Utah offensive line and a huge get for them. And I'll just hammer home even more. Again, I didn't think they were going to get, I really thought he was going to go to Michigan. It just felt like that he had that feeling for Michigan because of how much success the Wolverines had been having. And it would have made sense, right? You look at Michigan back-to-back big 10 champs and going to the college football playoff. Why wouldn't you want to go join a program like that? Same thing for Clemson, who's won national championships. Oregon's on the rise. They usually get these guys. I really can't, I know a lot of people started to call this, like, right as it was coming up to, it kind of became the day of, everyone was like, Utah's getting a top recruit, and it was like, okay, well, we know who it is then, but before that happened, I did not think Utah had any chance to get this guy, so I was stunned, really, when all that started to come out, and then less surprised when it came out because of all those leaks, but it felt like. Man, that is insane that Utah was able to steal this guy away. What was your reaction to the Utes landing a top tackle on Spencer Fano? Um,
1: I got, I got kind of word of it a little bit earlier uh, mm-hmm. that it was going to happen, and you know, last year for me was kind of the reaction that you may have had to this one with with Lander. You know, yeah, uh, that that one to me was surprising uh, because you know, just, even just a few years ago. Two three years ago, schools like Michigan, Oregon, Clemson, whatever, could count on being able to come to Utah and picking up the four and the five stars. There's obviously not not a ton of those guys coming out of here, yep. but those schools could count on. Okay, if I go to Utah, especially Tim Harbaugh, if I show up in person in Utah yes. and I tell a kid, I want you to come, you know, come and play for me at uh, a team that's in the call ball playoff and I think he has a real shot at winning the whole thing. Uh-huh. Um it wasn't a question. You were getting that you were getting that kid. But now we're starting to see, hey, you, you can't count you can't count on those kids anymore. And you know, Utah's like I said, they're really they're flipping the narrative um and you know they're making Harbaugh rip his hairs out because <laughs> he should be able to those kids, but not anymore. And uh, you know, just hats off to, to to the University of Utah football program, to the recruiting staff, you know, to to the head coaches, assistant. Everybody is is been doing their part, and it's something. Um, in the fact uh, right after the pac championship, you know, I was in that press conference I so asked um, You know, what does uh, I asked him you know, the performances of Thomas Yasmin and and Jackson? Um, what does that say about this Utah football program? He said. You know, a few years ago, our, 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 our first 22, so, you know, our 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, were pretty dang good. But after that, we weren't deep at all. Now he's like, we put in the work, we put in years and years of, of tireless work, hours and hours and hours to get not only depth, but now they're getting the starters that they need, Especially, you know, special, special players that are yep. going to help them. I was talking about it earlier. I really believe that if Utah continues on the path that they're on, they will be, I mean, part of it has to do with USC and UCLA probably leaving, you know, the competition isn't going to be quite there. Although Utah just slaughtered USC, you know, in the Pac-12 championships. Maybe it's not not there now, (laughs) but I think if if Utah can continue on this path, they're going to be the face of the Pac-12 and they're going to, I think within the next, next five years, if they really continue on this path, they're going to get into the college football playoff because not only do they have that dog in them, as we all we, we all know, we become a coach, too. Uh-huh. Um, but they are, they've, they've now got those, those, those really high-level recruits, those high-level stuff. So you add the Utah culture to these players, watch out.
0: Watch out. Very true. You know, if you show those x-rays on those Utah football players, you know you're seeing those Bulldogs right inside of them. Yes, sir, for this Utah team and for this Utah team. They're not just getting big recruits. They're getting big tra- transfers, as you alluded We're going to come back and talk about one of those big transfers. They just landed in a second. But first, I want to talk to you guys about LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, every new potential hire can be like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. There are so many great candidates ready to work and assist your small businesses today. You guys got to head over to LinkedIn Job. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that your business is inquiring about hirings simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire that's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college post your job for free terms and conditions may apply cole we thought the biggest news this week would be all recruits um players have started uh hit the transfer portal and uh, Hayden fury for Utah um, ended up going to the, going to the portal for them. But um, another guy who Utah was able to get back after, you know, you lose one linebacker, how are you going to be able to gain another? Yes. You get someone in Stanford linebacker. I apologize if I butcher this name, Lavani Damuni is now a Ute and he's the guy who's had the past two seasons. He has over 75 tackles each year. Um, before we even talk about Lavani a little bit, uh, just shout out to Gabe Reed and Karen, Reed. I mean, these guys have been putting in recruiting work. They're at Spencer Fano's party. I you, look former Stanford teammate, you know, Gabe was involved in re- recruiting Damuni to come over here. It feels like, and I mean, who knows there's other transfers out there that I feel like the Reeds could be very instrumental in. So they have just been all in on helping this Utah Team get better. And man, for only being here one year, Gabe has had quite the impact. But um you got to be fired up when you're gonna lose a guy like Mahmoud Diabate, who we all expect to go on to the NFL and pursue that after coming to Utah and doing exactly what he wanted to do, win a Pac-12 championship. Now he wants to go and get a Rose Bowl. I think it's great to get another veteran in the room like Lilvani to pair with Karene and as we mentioned, the reigning Pac-12 defensive freshman of the year in Lander Barton.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, Utah is a program on the rise. I think they're very close um they're in they're in the upper tier of the conference right now they could you know be the face if they continue on this path and um unfortunately for stanford that program is kind of a dumpster fire they don't happen. have a head coach uh, right they don't have a head coach yeah they've been terrible the last few seasons recruits are decommitting left and right uh guys are hitting the transfer portal and um you know it's, it's all the benefit because Right now, Utah's the team to beat. And mm-hmm. you know, especially if, if you guys that's local, he's from here, he's familiar with Gabe. I mean, I agree. I, I echo what you just said. I mean, I I'm I'm sure that, that Gabe was um, you know, um influenced um that decision and and so I don't he had to say a word. He, he all he had to say was, dude, look what I just did. Um, you know, I I came here for. I was a. I think he was the second leading tackler for Stanford um, last season. You know, he he comes to Utah. He puts in the work. He becomes you know a primary uh, defensive weapon. Um, you know, he he has a couple of really big games. He's in, um, down the stretch. You know, and a couple uh-huh. of those late season big in the Pac-12 championship. And and he did just like Yabate, He did what he set out to do. He came here. Because he wasn't happy with with his results in Stanford. I I know that for a fact. That's part of the reason he left was, hey, I want to do more than this. I want to be more than, honestly, a a bottom-tier Pac-12 team. Um, And I want a trophy. You know, I want to accomplish more. And I I want more exposure on the national stage. I want to be able to potentially go to the next level in Stanford right now. They're not doing that. Uh, But Utah is. And so I – I really don't think it took much convincing. Rather than, hey, here's a selfie of me with the Pac-12 trophy.
0: Do
1: you want, do you want to do this too? And um, you know, so it again, you, you kind of hear rumblings of stuff, but it, as, soon as, as soon as I saw him hit the transfer portal, it was like, okay, there's a lock. He's coming. Yep. And, you know, today he announces it, and fantastic. Um, it's great to see new defense that's the best in the Pac-12, and I think top 10 in the creek, continuing to get better.
0: Yeah, I hope Gabe just hit him with one of those. You know, I had the Pac-12 championship trophy right here, just hit him with one of those uh, late-night U-up texts right after Utah was able to to get the win in that one. I think that would be incredible. But, no, it just is, once again, just a strong point to – the position this program is in and look, I know all the coaches are doing this, but shout out to the Utah coaching staff that they win the PAC 12 championship game. And then they're just flying all over the place. I mean, you got coach Witt playing board games at the Fano's house. Um, you got guys in Florida everywhere, pretty much. I mean, it is incredible what a grind it is for these coaches and they, it's a you've credit got, to them too. They do such a good job.
1: You've got coach visiting kids who just recently decommitted. Um, yeah that takes a lot, right? I mean, it's, you know, everybody, I, I'm, I know, especially at Utah, that if there's no hard feelings, you know, it's, it's, you know, you guys do what's in your best interest. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, they are right back to the grind. You, you would think the moment that they're able to whip out their cigars, mm-hmm. up, kick their back, take a couple of weeks off and yeah. then, you know, get ready for the Rose bowl. No, we're we're a few. I'm. They were jumping on planes. I don't even know if some of them came back to Salt Lake. I know they may have just jumped on planes from Las Vegas and gone out to Florida and gone, you know, gone out to Texas, gone out to all these places that they're showing up to to try to, because it, it, it never stops. You want you want to win Pac-12 championships. You want to be constantly competing for for trophies and playing in three or six bowl games. It never stops. And Utah has the right, um, coaching staff in place, the right culture that, that totally understands that.
0: Yeah, you, you're exactly right about that. And it's just such an addictive feeling, you know, winning. We've talked about, many people have talked about that before. Let's talk, Michael Jordan, all of the things he did to try to win. You know that. And there's so many examples of guys, just coaches, everything. And Nick Saban has been quoted as saying, um, I mean, he's won so many championships. What is he still doing? He's addicted to the grind, trying to continue to build those dynasties. There's something special about it, trying to be the very best. I think that's what this group wants to be. And they have an opportunity to do it because of these high-level recruits they're able to bring in. And as we just discussed, it's it's such a great time to be a you because they're able to get these guys. and now. It's such, it's so interesting too because the transfer portal used to be nothing but now it's almost everything in some ways. Utah, how about Cam Rising, Jaquindon Jackson, um even most recently Diabate, Logan Kendall, Gabe Reed. I I'm trying to figure out off the top of my head. I'm Don probably Kincaid. Jordan Kincaid, thank you. <laughs> That's what I mean. Just incredible preach. Exactly. Just these instrumental pieces. And there's even more guys who are probably going to come through it very, very soon that are going to be instrumental in this too. So it's just so interesting and you got to keep track of it now because it is essential to your team's success. It's something we're going to continue to cover here on Locked on Utes, but we're going to move into one last topic in a second. But first I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Online. Guys, Online is your number one source for games, odds, and lines this season. It's your Top spot for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer to esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to find your betting. Fits. Head to the website today. or Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So, Cole, coming back into this one. Who are some of the guys that you have your eye on that you think this Utah team is going to be adding that are going to be those potential game changers, those difference makers, whether that is through the transfer portal, whether it's going to be at signing day. I know there's a – Utah recently just had their visit with C.J. Blocker again. They just lost that. He was committed, then decommitted, but he still kept Utah in his top grouping. So he's someone I know everyone's really excited about. There are tons of potential talented players this Utah team can bring in. You already talked about all the players they've already started to talk to since they've already just transferred out of their schools. Who are the couple of players you have your eye on personally?
1: Yeah, I'm um... I mean, obviously, you know, is is, is a kid that has um, to to play from the start, and and he may not. You know, it may it may take a it's season. It's really hard as to, an uh, offensive lineman. It's yeah, like, yeah, but, but but he not has, freak out
0: if he does not play right away. That is such a hard transition to make.
1: Right, right. It's it's completely different because you know, ar- arguably the toughest position. Go, go to the next level right from the start because, um, strength, you know, high school football, yeah, strength, and, and you, you gotta know, add you're it. playing against vastly different, vastly different, uh, guys in high school because, you know, in some situations, everybody makes the football team. And, you know, <laughs> if you're a, big, you're a bigger dude, but you don't have any experience, well, they're still going to stick you on that line. And, yep. um, so yeah, I mean, but he, he does have the potential. So, we'll see what he does. Uh, Michael Mitchell. Um, yeah. Star guy out of Florida, really exciting um, back. uh similar, I think to Jalen Glover, um, you know, so, some differences he, he's um, a, a little bit bigger, um, but, but similar in, in, in how he approaches um, the run game, the kind of that run style. Um, another guy that I, I really, really like, and I think is underrated is Jonathan Hall at a, out of Katy, mm-hmm. Texas. Um, he, I've watched the film on this guy, and he, I, I would maybe even compare him to Sonnevaki for those familiar with okay. this season. Um, really, really good in coverage, but will just smack the hell out of you um, <laughs> when he tackles you. Um, so, really, just that brute, sheer brute force, but really, really smart, really good in coverage, um, and that's because I believe he has played a little bit of linebacker in, in addition. Um, you know, to playing in the secondary. So, I think he's vastly underrated. I'm excited about him. Dijon Stanley, um, he is doing some incredible things uh, in California right now. I believe his team is up for the state championship. Um, Lots of touchdowns, lots of yards. He's fast. He can move. Um, Yeah, and just kind of continuing down the list, you know, Mac Howard bringing in a a highly rated three-star quarterback out of Mississippi. Again, like I said, not only is Utah convincing the hometown heroes to stay in Utah, they're also going to places like Mississippi and getting kids who you know who are choosing them instead of the SEC. And um, I think, I think you've made it. You've really established yourself as a solid program. Yes. Uh, when kids are saying, "I'd rather play at Utah than an SEC school." Uh, yeah, because, you know, the, the SEC still is the mecca of college football. It's still it is. the best conference uh, in the country. I don't know that that's ever going to be dethroned, um, but when you get kids that are willing to come out west that have never been, Michael Mitchell is one of those guys, I believe he committed before he'd even stepped foot in Utah, comes out to Utah, and he's like, that's it. I'm blocked, I'm done. I'm not going anywhere else. This is my house. This is the place I'm headed. Um so, yeah, those are, those are just some of the guys mm-hmm. that uh, have stood out to me from this class. You know, it's, it's, it's an exciting yeah. class it's down the list. Guys, Caleb Loma, you know, uh, yes. Arizona, yeah. another four-star, another mm-hmm. four-star offensive lineman. Um, you know, they Owen Hambliss, um out of California, you know, a solid linebacker, um, Carlos Wilson, you know, good three-star athlete that should be playing wide receiver. So, I mean it's it is a great time to be a ute because Utah is just continuing to mm-hmm. to get better you know in, in every single facet
0: Yeah, I think about guys like Caleb Lomu and Spencer Fano as the future tackles of this program. And I mean, my gosh, that feels like an NFL team that spent two first round picks on NFL offensive linemen. And then you just get them for three, four years. Just that's what dreams are made of. If you're a football program, having two guys like that in that position, and it's where Utah finds themselves. And, you know, one thing you just talked about SEC versus the Pac-12, 12 The one thing the Pac-12 did incredibly well this year for overall was quarterback play. I mean, there wasn't a better conference in terms of quarterbacks. Michael Penix, of right. course, coming back. We know Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman and he'll come back too. as much as Utah fans love to talk about him right now, of course, but it is interesting. This, the power that's kind of shifted in the way of you are getting those top players who are coming here more. You get a guy like Diabate who's willing to leave a place like Florida. Yes, they were going through a little bit of a rebuild, but he could have stayed if he wanted to and come to Utah because he sees an opportunity to get a championship. And I think it's an opportunity. Second to modern- leading tackler
1: for the Gators, you know, exactly. I mean, he have a, a good player. Some
0: of the biggest teams. yeah. So it's just a huge, yeah, huge piece these youths were able to add. Cole, I want to ask you this last. I, I'll. I got two more for you actually, quick because I think this last one will be fun too. But this is what tomorrow. I'm um, tomorrow. I'm going to talk with um, Porter Larson about if Utah should add a tr- quarterback through the transfer portal. Your answer to that would be no. Oh, because of the talent, guys like that. Yep.
1: Okay. Start investing think, now. Yep. I mean, unless – who was it? The second string at Clemson? Well, that, DJ Angalele
0: uh, is in the portal now, so that's the guy. Yeah. We'll talk about him. I'm going to talk about him tomorrow for sure. He's a potential guy.
1: Sure. If you can get yeah. a guy like that, absolutely. But I don't mm-hmm. think that you are, and you have a really – arguably the the deepest quarterback room you've ever had Yeah, at Utah right now. You know, I mean mm-hmm. – a really solid, consistent guy in Bryson Barnes. Oh, a ton of potential in Nate Johnson. You know, Brandon Rose. Uh, you got Mac Howard coming in. Who's that freshman three-star out of Mississippi um, coming in yep. next year? And and who knows? I mean, I'm not necessarily convinced that Cam Rising's a done
0: deal. I'm not anymore either. As much as I still, and, f- and I, off, yeah.
1: I, I like if I was a betting man, I'd probably say yeah, he's not coming back. Right. But.
0: I'm, wow. I don't
1: think it's a lock and and I think it it'll you know I mean he had some phenomenal performances and the and the fact that he just the fact that we got the best version of Cam in, in the Pacto Championship is one of the biggest reasons that they they brought that that trophy back to Salt Lake yep. City um but he had a couple bad games uh Oregon yep. was not great for his draft stock um so we'll see I mean I expect him to go but I wouldn't be surprised if he stays one more, um, regardless, unless you are getting a guy like, you know, like we just mentioned, no, just start investing in in who you've got now, because you've Mm -hmm. got some of the best young talent at quarterback that you've ever had. Not that it would necessarily be a down year, but insert those guys and, you know, start investing in that young talent because you got a lot of young talent in the backfield in in terms of running backs to Jackson. Is still listed, you know, as a redshirt freshman. Jalen Glover's a freshman. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting, you know, Michael Mitchell and Dijon Stanley as freshmen next season. Um, start investing in that young talent so that, you know, depending on what happens next year, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be, oh, it's a you know, a rebuilding year. But you know, maybe you drop off. You don't, you don't win the pack yeah. next year.
0: Uh, maybe, you know. maybe
1: drop off. Yeah, maybe you drop off to an eight and four season. You miss it by a game. Um, but then the next year with all that experience and those young guys stepping in, you know, some of those guys, you know, as, as juniors and sophomores, you really build, maybe you go back to the pack win it, and then maybe the next season you're competing for a college football playoff. So yep. for me, unless you're getting just a top tier guy, some sort of five or four star that, that was in a place like Oregon or a place like Clemson, where they've got a bunch of those guys, and he's, he, and he kind of sees what Utah is doing. And he says, Hey, you know what? Add me to the equation next year and we're running this thing back. If you get one of those guys, absolutely. If not, start investing in the future. Have still a good season next year, but really put in that work so that two or three years from now, you maybe have the best Utah football team
0: we've ever seen. Exactly, and that's something that – look, I'll share my thoughts on that for tomorrow's show, but I agree with a lot of what you're saying in terms of the depth and the talent in the quarterback room. Cole, before you get you out of here, it's Wednesday. Everyone will be hearing this on a Thursday, but I think we're all still a little bit on the high of last Friday night, so walk me through your experience of watching the Utes get what I have simply summarized as just an unbelievable win considering the position they were in as soon as a week – as short in time as a week before. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, man. That was roller coaster, dude. Like, there were points in the season where you thought, okay, definitely going back to back. There are other points in the season where you thought, damn, we might not even make it. Um, in early, too. I mean, that UCLA loss, I was kind of scratching my head going, yeah. okay, how good is this defense? Um, you know, the Oregon loss was brutal. I thought, I really thought it was over then. And then, you know, of course, a week later, you know, Utah's trashing Colorado. So no one's paying attention. Everybody's watching these other games. I, you know, I, I actually um, put my phone down for a bit because I I had seen, I was watching the Oregon, Oregon state game. It's 28 to 10. I think I put my phone down, I I, I hop in the shower uh, and all of a sudden I I flip it back on. I'm going, Oh my gosh, it's a one score game and Oregon state's ahead. Um, So it was just crazy to think for a moment, you know, all right, we headed. We might be headed back to Las Vegas, but it, it might be in the Las Vegas Bowl against some sort of SEC team. Um, it's funny that Florida is, is is headed back is headed to Las Vegas. I know um, <laughs> that would have been interesting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but uh, you know, the stars line. Watch the Apple Cup. It goes the way that you needed to. Um, I like to point out that I actually predicted that all of those things would happen. I did not uh, on I'll this show. Right you did. I, I on was this not show. Player. I I predicted. <laughs> you guys are listening. Me more often, um, they end up they end up going back. Um, you know, i I didn't know, I didn't know what we were going to get. And I know, I really thought it's hard to beat a team twice. Just like I know, we, we talked about That's this true. in the past. It, it really last it's year. super hard to do year. that. And you know, with with what USC had on the line, you know, a, a college football playoff after you've been completely irrelevant for arguably the last five years and in terms of that scene um, or longer um, I just thought you know USC's pissed they've got the Heisman you know player you know candidate on their team Uh, they don't want to lose to Utah twice they want to go back to college football playoff it's going to or they want to go to the college football playoff they they, you know, the fan is going to be yep. pretty even. Um, I just thought USC should come out and and win this game. And, you know, 17-3, to 3, it never felt – even when it was 17-3, it never felt out of reach. I never was like, okay, this yeah. game's out of control. Utah's done. Um, and Utah started fighting back. and And they had to play – they played just perfect to get back into that football game. You know, mm-hmm. down 17 to three, and it all started with Clark Phillips. You know, it started That's with good. his, um, his past breakup. And from that point on, Utah started getting the plays that they needed to. You know, they got USC off the field. They score a touchdown. They go into two minute drill. They score another touchdown. You know, we're, we're going to the locker room and it's yeah, tied yeah. up. They come out with the football. Um, you know, they, they, they go score. They get more stops. They go score again. They get more stops. You know, they get turnovers. Um, you know, they just, they played perfect. Um, after that first quarter and they just showed that, like you said, you take an x-ray of any of these players, you're going to see a a big old dog right in there. And that's just how they played. And and that's how I would describe, I mean, it was awesome to see every single big play, money parks, um, you know, to me that play doesn't happen unless you're a dog, man. Like he bounces off how many tackles and, and and wins a foot race against everybody and throws up, you know, a, a couple fingers. Yep. Um, going into the end zone, Th- you know, Thomas Yasmin reception down the sideline had, you know, a lot of guys are just going to step out there. Right. You know, yep. or they're going to go at the defender um, half-heartedly and step out. No, dude, he freaking puts his head down and he plows through the guy and scores a, a touchdown. And then ju- I, I tweeted this. My favorite play of the game was Jackson.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I think it was 60 yards. So inspirational. just watching watching him navigate the trenches, find the right hole, beat everybody in a foot race, stiff arm the USC defender, and then make sure that he gets in by just jumping and keeping his knees off the ground. Yeah. And you know, people That's are same. saying, oh well, he sh- shouldn't have taken his helmet off. Fre- dude, I freaking love that. I love when he who took cares, his helmet off. Who cares off. at that point? I who cares? I don't care. I don't, don't care. Exactly. I don't care that, that it cost him a point. I freaking love that. I love the look on his face. Yeah. I loved Everything about that moment for him, you know, and he won't do it again. Through, either no, he's not going to do it. One time and, and thing. He, he fired up. Yeah, yeah, and even even on the sideline, when they <laughs> was said funny. that's
0: on me, Wit was mad. <laughs> it was, I mean, everything. Everyone else was so happy. But, was just like give it this death stare.
1: <laughs> but he said that's on me. But I just yeah, no, he he's not going to. He's not going to do it again. Dude, he had every right to do that, and I'm glad he did it because. He needed. He needed that, and um, I just I love the attitude there. And um, they just ran away with it. They, they broke USC's spirit. Um, they did. USC after halftime. USC was never in that football game again. Went even back back. even when they scored it. Even when they scored a touchdown and they brought it, I think, back within three. USC was never in that football game, and oh. um, just exciting. Uh, I was I was somewhat shocked, mostly from the big plays. Um, yeah
0: oh those are unbelievable that's what i mean that's why i keep saying that word i should just make myself stop but i can't because that's what it was <laughs> it was just insane it was really an incredible night to be remembered yeah. and so much fun to watch it play out just like it's always fun having you on the show cole appreciate you coming on what are a couple of things you have coming up with fan nation all youths uh
1: just you know rose bowl coverage um we should be headed out to pasadena which should be great um you know, keep keep an eye on our, our uh, website, si.com backslash college backslash Utah. Expect some more uh, transfer portal commits, expect some flips here in terms of uh, recruiting. We should see a couple more guys, um, you know, decide that um, Utah is the place for them, whether that's uh, freshman, incoming freshmen, or guys hitting the portal. Uh, keep an eye on out for that. Should be some uh, announcements over the course of the next, uh, you know, few weeks as Utah gets ready for the Rose Bowl and like I said we're excited we should be headed back to uh, Pasadena great place to be arguably the best sporting event I've ever been to and that's saying something because Utah lost last year um really looking forward to it and really hoping uh to see you know to see the guys win that game and um and and uh it's it's coming up roses again Utah fans
0: really is going to be so much fun to see it all play out. If you guys are in the market for a second listen every day, make sure you guys head over to Locked On Sports Today. The biggest game recaps, the biggest stories in sports, it's all available for you on Locked On Sports Today. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you guys head over and check out Locked On Sports Today. Appreciate Cole, as always, for joining us. And make sure you guys check out Locked On Utes tomorrow, because as we said, we're going to be talking potential transfer quarterback targets as we dive deeper into the portal on Locked On Utes.